Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of A Dancer's Mindset with myself Isabella. Thank you so much for joining me today and taking the time to listen. I've had so many messages from you all um, on Instagram and um, I really just appreciate your appreciation of the podcast and that you know it brings so much value to your lives and helps you as human beings and dancers. I also get a lot of um, suggestions from you all of what you'd like to hear from me, um, be it um, more subjects for the podcasts or um, just advice in general. This is why I have also asked, um, started an Ask Me Anything feature on my website because sometimes I get a lot of messages and I can, you know, text you now and then, but it's uh, not so in detail and obviously I don't have a huge amount of time to be texting people um, throughout the day, which is why I think it's sometimes good to just book in a call with me half an hour and we can chat about all the things um, you want to talk to me about and in half an hour you can really get into detail. I can help you and I've had a lot of um, success since starting that feature and you guys seem to really enjoy it and of course then I can meet you and we can chat so if you need advice from me book in and ask me anything cool on my website you can also find it on my Instagram in the link in my bio where it says book a one-to-one with Isabella you can find the feature there so guys, before we begin, don't forget to rate and review the podcast, rate on Spotify and please rate and review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening, because as we know, it's going to bump us up the algorithm and more and more of you are going to find this podcast and it's going to help more and more of you and that's what I want more than anything. So please take the time and do that for me. It takes two seconds and I'd appreciate it more than you can know. So guys, today we're going to be talking about um, imposter syndrome and doing a podcast episode on this was actually triggered by a client of mine um, in an Ask Me Anything call who was suffering from imposter syndrome and this will obviously help them but it can also help a lot of you as well. Now let's just talk a little bit about imposter syndrome and who generally has imposter syndrome and what it actually is. So imposter syndrome usually have, and people with imposter syndrome usually have these kinds of features or these kinds of um, traits. They're good at practicing and putting in the effort, usually high achievers. When it comes to being thrown in the deep end, however, they suffer under pressure. They feel like they don't deserve to be there. What gives me the right? Maybe when you start being given solos to start to perform, for example, um, you may think, you know, what gives me the right to be doing these solo roles? You may suffer in silence, have depression, you may isolate yourself. My experience with imposter syndrome was actually... um, I was very good at practicing, as you guys know. That's half the reason why I'm so good at helping you guys achieve what you want um, technically and artistically was because I spent so long in the studio practicing. 
But when it came to actually being given roles that I dreamt of, uh, I really doubted myself heavily and didn't believe that I should be there, um, that I could actually be good enough to be given solo roles on the Marinsky stage. And then that led to a lot of self-sabotage from you know my perspective. Um, I put huge pressure on myself and it was kind of like, you know, I've worked so, so hard to get to this point where I'm even considered to be being given these roles. And now that I'm actually doing the roles, I can't quite believe that I deserve that or that I should be doing it because aren't, aren't I always suffering? Aren't, I'm the one who always struggles. I'm the one who always strives to get where they want to be but doesn't actually get there do you know what I mean even though then I'd it was obviously not true because I I, you know I really tried hard I really worked so hard for many many years practicing 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 trying to improve everything and I did and then became the best in the class and then was considered one of three ballerinas in the school against um you know one of my teacher actually said to me these words you are one of three ballerinas in the school. There's Olga Smirnova, there's Christina Chapran, and then there's you. And obviously being told that was just like, wow, I've actually, I've made it here, you know? Me, an English girl, made it here in this school and considered one of three ballerinas, seriously, after being told I didn't have good enough extensions, I didn't have a good enough turnout, like I couldn't really believe that. But I did, I did believe it because I knew it was true. I knew I'd worked that hard for that to be true. But then when it came to performing, I didn't. Um, and being given roles, it took me so much effort, guys. So much effort. Maybe two to th- two or three uh, really bad, really bad shows for me to start like getting used to the fact that, you know, come on, what what on earth are you doing? Like you need to yourself together you need to do this um you deserve to have these roles you've worked your ass off you know and then just also you know doing a lot of self-growth within me um but we'll get to more of that later of how you can get over it you know but if you've been told like I have you have potential but you need to work twice as hard um, in society, there's a huge pressure to achieve. There can be a lot of confusion between approval and love and worthiness. Self-worth becomes becomes contingent on achieving. So, you know, you only value yourself highly if you are achieving something, you know. So if you've been told, like I have, you know, you have potential, but you need to work twice as hard because, you know, you have not so much turnout or the extensions aren't very good or you're very tall, so you need to be better than everyone else. While that may give you motivation to push yourself, it can also give you feelings of you'll never be good enough because you'll always need to catch up. Um, if you are very different from your peers, this can lead you to feeling like a fraud, like, say you don't have high legs or archy feet any achievements you have made will feel like luck to you like oh I'm just lucky or you'll make excuses for 
what you've achieved like oh I got into the summer school but you know it was on zoom the audition they don't really know me when I get there they'll discover I'm a fraud they'll discover how bad I am they'll discover that I'm not supposed to be here it's not my hard work that got me into the summer school you know you may have thoughts like that we can all um, experience self-doubt when we are faced with it but someone with imposter syndrome will have this all-encompassing fear of being found out to be a fraud and not have what it takes. Sound familiar? (laughs) I definitely have students who have this going on and I've had a lot of you contact me um, about this. Sometimes when given a new step, for example, in the class out of the blue, which is often the case, let's face it, you may feel like you don't you don't need to have um, you don't need to have a thorough practice session on your own before you feel confident enough to try it out in front of your peers and teacher. Whereas some people feel like you know, oh, if I get given a new step in class, oh, I can't possibly do that in front of everyone else. I need to go away. I need to go away and spend two hours with myself to try it to know that I can do it. so that they don't know or find out that I'm a fraud or that I'm 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 really bad or that I'm not as good as they think I am I'm actually not very good at all like I need to go and practice this before I can do it in front of people you know um so much so you know having those thoughts you know will lead to self-sabotage sabotaging yourself out of fear you know fear and then consequently feeling like the failure and fraud you believe yourself to be you know so for example if you haven't had that practice time that you think you need to do this new step before you do it in front of your teacher you'll probably sabotage it for the first time maybe this is you you know maybe you do this you sabotage it in front of your other peers and the and the teacher um, to sort of, you know, make a proven point to yourself, like, see, I am a fraud, see, I do need to practice for two hours before I can show it in front of people, because you don't believe in yourself, you don't have that self-believing mindset on your shoulders. Imposter syndrome and perfectionism go hand in hand. So-called imposters think every task they tackle has to be done perfectly and they rarely ask for help. That perfectionism can lead to two typical responses. According to um, this doctor called Clance, an imposter may procrastinate, putting off something they need to do out of fear that, that he or she won't be able to complete it to the high standards that are necessary. Maybe it's, you know, you need to practice your 32 fuetes or you need to film. Let's say you need to film for an audition video um, and you may be putting it off and putting it off and putting it off because you don't feel good enough to to do said film to then send it off to people um, because you feel like you need to be perfect before you can film. Um, Or you may over-prepare spending much more time on a task than is necessary. And I've had this with students before where they've been so sort of encompassed by this um, fear and self-doubt and major major um, imposter syndrome and perfectionism that they would I put the camera on 
to film the um, audition video and maybe we'd be doing a tondu exercise and even though it was a simple exercise they would sabotage the combination every single time every single time and obviously they get frustrated I get frustrated the parents get frustrated because like half an hour's gone by and we haven't filmed a tondu yet and all the while the student themselves are just getting more and more in a hole of self-doubt and um, self-sabotaging thoughts because it's getting worse and worse the more time goes on <laughs> that they can't film you know um and subsequently we spend so many hours so many days doing a simple audition video simply because they don't believe they're good enough or that they don't believe that they can do an audition video well and they don't believe that they can get a job or can get into a school you know and it's just like this endless cycle which is really really hard to get over if this is what you're dealing with it's a real um you know mental setback within your training and you need to definitely definitely work on it you know things you can do um talk to your mentors um you know the thing that makes so much difference is having a supportive and encouraging um person to talk to um you know so if you have a mentor or a coach you know or even you know me you can talk to me you know share your feelings with your mentor um who helps you recognize that imposter syndrome and imposter feelings are both normal and also you know irrational they're irrational these thoughts that you're having um and though you may still then you know struggle with these feelings and some of my students know that they have some issues with perfectionism and imposter syndrome and you know though they'll still struggle and it takes time to get over these um, thought patterns and everything like that um you now then be able to um you'll be able to recognize um your progress you'll be able to recognize when you're having irrational thoughts and then you'll grow and you'll have a lot of self-growth instead of comparing yourself constantly um to other students um, other professionals and feeling bad most of the time um you know how amazing it would it be if you kind of said to yourself yeah i've worked this hard and i deserve to get that audition i deserve to be accepted into that school nothing's luck here i've worked my ass off you know i've had it where students have told me that you know they say stuff like oh i got into this school i got into this school and their friends their friends say to them oh you're just lucky you're lucky because you've got high legs or you're lucky because you've got archy feet it's like archy feet is just a <laughs> biological thing that i was born with anyone can have archy feet an office worker can have archy feet does that automatically make them um the next barishnikov i don't think so i've trained i've worked with my archy feet i've worked hard to control my archy feet i've worked hard to uh you know work on my balance work on my core so that i can actually complete things as good as say a smaller person with um flatter feet who don't have the wobbly ankles like i do 
don't you know but it's someone with imposter syndrome and perfectionism will automatically like believe what someone's just said even though it's completely irrational and completely untrue because you've worked very hard for what you have recognize your expertise don't just look to those who are more experienced for help however um you know if you're a bit older like me tutoring or working with younger students um if you're more of a um adult um can help you um realize how far you've come and how much knowledge you have to impart i think that's something that I've definitely experienced and I am thankful to my students for that Um, because you know taking a different role now in my career and helping other people has made me grow such a huge amount and and taught me how far I've come and now when I am passing it on and talking to you guys I know sometimes people my students say to me how do you know like you just know me (laughs) and it's because I've really, my journey was not easy. I wasn't one of those people that was like super confident. I had to work so hard. I experienced so much self-doubt, like I've said. So when I see it in someone's eyes and I see it in the studio, what they're going through, I know exactly what they're going through in their head. And I say the things so that, you know, they feel understood and they feel safe with me. And then they go, how do you know? It's like, because I've been there myself. And, you know they though they're going through struggles themselves help me realize how far I have come and it's why I'm so passionate about passing on and helping the younger people remember what you do well most high achievers and let's face it most ballet dancers are pretty you know high achievers who who aim for the stars they're pretty smart people and many really smart people wish they were geniuses, but most of us aren't. We have areas where we're quite smart and areas where we're not so smart, um, you know, and this can apply to, um, this is by, um, that was said by someone called Imez. Um, and this um, doctor called Imez suggests writing down the things you're truly good at and the areas that might need work that can help you recognize where you're doing well and where there's legitimate room for improvement so it's a rational way of looking at it um and of course this can apply to just technically what you're doing in the studio what you feel like you need to improve on like i'm good at extensions i'm good at pirouettes i need to work on my feet when i jump so the strength of my feet and i need to work on my grand allegro and that's a really rational way of putting, looking at it. It's not, oh my gosh, I'm so terrible. Oh my gosh, they're going to discover I'm really bad at this, 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 or whatever. It's like there's a rational thought behind it. Also, you know, realize that nobody is perfect. And we've talked about perfectionism in a previous podcast episode. People with imposter feelings, um, I urge you to stop focusing on perfection. Do a task well enough. Do a task to excellence aim for excellence it's also important to take time to appreciate your hard work um, develop 
and work on giving yourself rewards for your success. Learn to celebrate. I think a lot of you guys, and it's again just being a, a friggin' ballerina. <laughs> it's just we're so self-deprecating. Like, um, let's say I've achieved my oversplits after stretching every day for three months. I've finally achieved my oversplits. Like, give yourself a little celebration. Give yourself a little reward. Like, go out and or buy yourself a new leotard or do something like, oh, I deserve that, I've worked really hard, I deserve a new leotard, or I'm going to book a private lesson with Isabella, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, do something that's going to reward you, you've done so well, and you don't need to be always hard on yourself, learn to appreciate your hard work yourself. People with imposter feelings have to change their thinking you have to reframe the way you think about your achievements for example you have to chip away at the superstitious thinking that fuels an imposter's cycle um, and that's done sort of gradually um, for instance I think I used to spend two hours in the studio every night and if you're an, have imposter syndrome you may think you know I've got to I've got to stay in here two hours exactly I can't stop earlier otherwise I won't achieve what I want to achieve and so next time you're practicing and this can be down to anything like maybe you haven't stretched for three hours exactly you know, let's say you're tired and it's like 1am in the morning <laughs> um, and you need to stretch or you've decided you need to stretch even though it's really late. Part of getting over imposter syndrome is rationalising and seeing that these superstitious feelings aren't really doing anything good for you in the present moment. They're not really fueling your success. Um, for example, if you know, you're absolutely exhausted after an hour and a half of practicing, and then say to yourself, that's it for today. And I bet some of you are like, oh, no, I can't possibly stop. But ask yourself, if you're falling off your shoes, if your feet are so sore, if you really can't, you know, do anymore, you're so tired, you can't focus, you're dizzy, you're tired, you're hungry, you're thirsty. Is there any point to doing that extra half hour? That doesn't make you a fraud. That doesn't make you a failure. It makes you a human being who's living every day as it comes and realizing in that moment you've done enough. And that takes practice. Superstitions need to be changed very gradually because they are very strong, very strong. And, you know, talk to someone who can help. Many people with imposter feelings, um, you know, um, a psychologist can help, like a sports psychologist, um, you know, the imposter phenomenon is um, still an experience, I think, that tends to fly under the radar. I think it's coming out a little bit more now with, you know, people like myself talking about it, um, but, you know, if for a while it was kind of not really spoken about and um, often people with imposter syndrome feelings don't realize they could be living some other way 
that they, you know, they don't have any idea that it's possible not to feel so anxious and fearful all the time. You know, does that sound familiar? Um, you know, share this podcast, guys, on your Instagram stories. Um, you know, tag me in it so I can see that you're spreading the message about imposter syndrome. You know, help other dancers, help your friends who may be experiencing this. You know, do you have a friend that's super anxious that, you know, you can tell is just so fearful all the time and you know they self-sabotage, but you know they they have so much going for them. Um, share this so they can listen, so they can learn, so they can acknowledge what they're going through um, as well as yourself. Um, because like I've said before in many other podcasts, ballet is so difficult. It's such a high art form. It's so physically demanding, mentally demanding, you know, and, you know, let's give ourselves a break. Let's give ourselves the best possible chance of getting what we want by number one, enjoying it, taking away this anxiety, taking away this fear and, you know, going for it in a positive way. And that's what this podcast is all about and I hope this has helped you. People with imposter syndrome, it doesn't need to be permanent. You don't have to live with this. You don't have to feel this way all the time. And luckily, it is possible to change. So that's what I've got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Like I say, please rate and review. Please spread the word about the podcast. Um, Tag me in your Instagram stories. Share this episode. And um, I will thank you for listening to this and um, keep spreading the word and I hope this continues to resonate with you please feel free to send me an Instagram message about your suggestions for what you'd like me to speak about next as you guys give me most of the ideas for what the episode is going to be which I appreciate Um, and I'm here to help I'm here to serve I'm here to guide I'm here to heal and I'm here to make you strong and successful in what you're doing so thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful, beautiful day.